Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all the things that are sometimes terrible, but forever Christmas in your favorite (laughs) made-for-TV romances. The kind that you find on Lifetime, Netflix, Passion Flicks. And other sorts of places <laughs> that you stream made for TV or some kinds of romances stuff. Yeah. Um, quick note. Uh, if Hannah and I seem super chipper today, um, uh, it's because we've got good news. <laughs> we're recording on November 7th. That is the day that they've officially declared a winner in the U.S. presidential elections. And we're really, really happy. <laughs> Yes, so you may hear unapologetically um, the the honking and the shouting that is still going on in New York City outside of our windows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we decided to keep this out of the closet, um, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fun things, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about diving into this particularly fun thing. Me too. So I feel like I want to explain how we're going to do this a little bit, but I kind of want to read the synopsis first. Okay. So this movie um, that we're going to talk about today is a little different in that it did air on a TV channel. It aired on Lifetime on October 25th, 2020. But I, Hannah, saw this movie Back in December of 2018, I looked it up, it dropped December 15th, 2018, on Passion Flicks, which I have a subscription to because (laughs) they made a version of a book written by one of my favorite romance authors, Jill Shalvis, around that time. And so I was like, I'm going to get this to watch this movie. And then I was like, it doesn't cost very much and it's entertaining. So I watched them. Um, But they're... They don't air on television because they are too graphic for that, generally. Soft, soft core? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely about the story. They are, like, their whole mission of Passion Flicks is to take the romance novels that people love to read and make movie versions of them. So mm-hmm. it is still very story-based. It's not, like, it's not porn-porn where they you see things. It's just... Much more heavily implied. Yeah, it's like a love scene, you know. Like a yeah, it's a movie. love scene, love yeah. scene. But like, you know, there's a lot more of them, and it, you know, and it's it's based on romance novels. So there's like two to three each movie. Yeah. You know, there's there's a formula to these things. So I saw this movie in 2018, and it, it, that is very important because we're going to be talking about um the differences between the two versions, which do exist there are differences but katie has only seen the lifetime version yeah i've only because seen I the asked clean her to. version <laughs> so that we could discuss the differences and i'm very excited to like i'm actually thinking i'm gonna learn a lot about like how it actually worked not knowing that like oh <laughs> or didn't but like yeah we'll get into it so i'm so excited Hannah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still cheering up so, uh, I pulled the synopsis from Passion Flicks, um, 
A, because they did make it initially, and B, because they're the only synopsis on the internet that gets her name right. So all this Lifetime, uh, IMDb, they all say her name is Sophie, when her name is clearly Sophia. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I went with the passion flicks. Sounds fair. The other thing about this movie is Lifetime called it Forever Christmas. Passion flicks called it Mr. 365. Mm. Just putting it out there that they, it also has two different titles. Anyway, uh, so this is the passion flick synopsis. So, hardworking reality TV producer Sophia may have struck gold with Will, a guy who celebrates Christmas 365 days a year and has his house elaborately decorated year-round to prove it. When Will turns out not to be some eccentric holiday nut, but a handsome and mysterious guy with a deep emotional connection to Christmas, Sophia finds herself falling for him and learning from his holiday spirit, all while attempting to navigate the high-stake demands of reality TV. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it stars Chelsea Hobbs and Christopher Russell. (laughs) And Christopher Russell's abs. (laughs) Yes, they do All make right. an appearance. Yes, a couple of appearances. <laughs> um, anyway, so Chelsea Hobbs plays Sophia Worthy, a wannabe documentarian who is producing a reality TV show called Extreme Holidays. When the original idea for the Christmas episode falls through, she is sent to find out if Will Saunders, a man who celebrates Christmas every day of the year, will be their subject. And while Sophia doesn't love her job, she's relatively good at it and she wants to do it well. So she makes it her mission to get Will to agree. So Will, who is played by Christopher Russell, agrees to meet with Sophia to discuss the show. But when she arrives at the coffee shop where they're going to meet, she mistakes a small nerdy man for Will rather than the hunk in the corner. Whoops. Uh, Mm -hmm. But to be fair to her... I mean, really, who would assume that the guy who has such a huge thing for Christmas is actually, like, attractive? It, yeah. It would not be my go-to. Um, so Sophia's mistake clearly throws her off her game a bit, as does the fact that she is instantly super attracted to Will. Um, so Will agrees to show Sophia his house, which is decorated, at least on the inside, year-round. After their tour... Um, He's clearly also into Sophia, and Will agrees to do the show as long as they spend a lot of time highlighting his charity work. He wants to make sure that he comes off looking good and not crazy, as he at least is aware that his hobby is a bit out there, for sure. So when the crew shows up for filming, Will instantly regrets agreeing to be on the show. Uh, He's clashing a bit with the executive producer, who's like Sophia's boss, uh, and is not having a good time, like, at all. Uh, you know, people are touching his things, and he's hackles are being raised or whatever. Um, but Sophia is there and insists that everything is going to be okay, and she is there to look out for him. And while he doesn't really get, like, happy about it, everyone kind of realizes that he's agreed to do this because of Sophia, and Sophia kind of, like, takes charge and is making things okay. Yeah. After the first day of filming, Will asks Sophia to stay for dinner. Mm. And 
while she admits that she really wants to, she also knows it would be a bad career move to get involved with her subject, uh, subject of the show. So she declines, which is admirable. (laughs) (laughs) But Will shows up at her door with flowers a few hours later. Like, no means no, but like, this is This was clearly a, well, she did say like, I really want to say yes. It's weird to me, I will say, that they don't have like a, this is inappropriate, so I'm going to say no, but after this date, it won't be inappropriate, and then we can go out. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Christmas at Cartwright. Right. It's weird that they can't wait. Like, it's it's something like two weeks. Like, it's not time. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so he comes to the door with, with flowers, super cute, and she lets him in to talk, and they end up not being able to control themselves, because, of course, um, which leads to a kiss. Hint, 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 hint. But Sophia is made of some really strong stuff and kicks Will out to protect herself before things get too, uh, heated. <laughs> So the next day at filming, Will shows Sophia his favorite decoration, which is this child-sized gingerbread house that, like, a a small child would fit in. Um, And it was a gift from his parents. And as they died shortly after giving it to him, it has a lot of sentimental value. And moved by his story, Sophia gives in and kisses Will again. Uh, and, And that night she does stay for dinner. Sophia and Will are happy having their secret love affair while working on the show. As long as no one knows, except Sophia's one friend, Lindsay, who guesses immediately, because she's that friend who has that sixth sense of like, ooh, what's going on? Something's different. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So as long as no one knows but Lindsay, it should be okay. But Sophia is struggling with the morality of her decision. And while filming a segment about the gingerbread house, Sophia tells the boom operator to go back a little too far, and subsequently, this person's fall breaks the house. So Will is understandably super upset, uh, not only because his favorite decoration is broken, but he feels like he wasn't supported by Sophia in the moment. He was like, why did you keep rolling when this happened? What the fuck? Yeah, so Sophia understands that she should have stopped filming. Like, she she recognizes that she was in the wrong there uh, when the house broke, as she does know how important it is to Will. So they have their first, like, little fight, and they get through it, but that's basically when the executive producer uh, finds some hidden footage of them kissing, which jeopardizes everything. So now Sophia is basically walking on eggshells trying to keep her job and having a hard time putting Will's needs above the needs of the show. While out together, Will and Sophia get a notification that the promo for the show is up. Um, And when they watch it, Will is furious because it makes him look absolutely insane. And while Sophia did not sign off on this way that Will is portrayed, she had no idea that they cut it to make him look so crazy, she at the same time didn't really protect him. Um, So he wishes he never did the show and then wants nothing more to do with Sophia. Like, bye bye. I just love your little hand motions that you're doing in the camera that no one else can see but me right now, and I'm into it. Uh, So Sophia is heartbroken and really questioning herself. She knows she basically has to pick between her principles or a paycheck. Like, it's either her job or liking herself. 
So she can recut the show to portray Will as a man with a heart of gold, which is their words, not mine, um, <laughs> or <laughs> let him be seen as a buffoon. Like, those are basically her choices. And so she decides she'd, she'd rather like herself, uh, so she redoes the show so Will looks good, and it's a hit with the network, which, yay. You can have it all, Sophia. You can have it all. <laughs> So, Sophia wants to apologize to Will, so she gives him an early copy of this show to prove that she's on his side. And then she quits her job, realizing that she can't morally bankrupt herself for work anymore. Um, Will watches the show and then comes over to Sophia's house, understanding that he can trust her again. Plus, now the show is over, their main obstacle is gone! So they kiss, and since... One, One kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. We've known for about an hour that these two would be together 365 days a year forever Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was the that was the main arc of the story. For me, yes. having not seen the the original cut of the movie, this movie was only comprised of what the fuck moments, like pretty much <laughs> from beginning to end. And I don't even know how to get, how do we get into this? Do you want to hear what I think first? Yes. And then. I, I think so. Okay. I, okay. I, I think, I think you should tell me about your what the fuck moments and I'll tell you if there was a cut there. <laughs> so it's what the <laughs> fuck moments and then when they fuck moments. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Um, so, I, okay, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, I have, the, the first thing, the first thing about Christopher Russell's character, Will, being so obsessed with Christmas, Sophia is trying to pretend that she loves Christmas to get in with him, right? And so we have deception up the wazoo, and she's really good at lying. Like, you almost think that she's, like, actually telling the truth or whatever and he goes oh that's great who's your favorite ornament maker <laughs> and i personally katie love christmas and unless it's from the hallmark store i can't tell you who makes ornaments like what what does that mean is it santa just just in storytelling and that's like the way he knows that she's not really into christmas because a true Christmasophile would know I have also found that very odd because I believe the correct answer to that question should be, like, my child, right? I mean, Yeah, like, me. <laughs> it's a very bizarre question. That is bizarre. That's a good point, Hannah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. So, Christopher Russell is very intriguing in this movie because, so now we're going to get to the sexy stuff. So, he is instantly boring into her soul slash vagina with his eyes <laughs> from the beginning like from yes. the from the moment he sets eyes on her he looks like he is going to devour every inch of that woman and he doesn't make it a secret and he's and it's it's a little bit like if he wasn't so sexy it'd be a little off-putting i think yeah I, I yeah. I almost have a theory that he wasn't attractive and then he asked Santa to be an attractive man and he made him an attractive man because the way he kind of acts is like someone who is now under a spell. 
Like, <laughs> who's not an attractive person who is now attractive. Here's, okay, so I have Hannah question written. Okay, with okay. This. So, when they kissed in the garage, where they're filming and whatever, uh, when she's overcome with his gingerbread story, uh-huh. was there more that happens? No. Not at that particular point. Really? Really. It is a little abrupt. Because it it does feel like, it's like, but why is she kissing him? No. The reason I'm I'm wondering if there was more was the way she is acting around Lindsay in the next scene. Like, she races out of the garage and is, like, fumbling with her appearance. And and Sophia's like, yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything's cool. In, like, a way that is more, like, anxious than something that, like, that would just be kissing. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. You'll have to remind me. That that scene, do they get called apart? Because um, the, way, the way it happens in the full thing is they're kissing and then they, like, hear somebody like yelling for her and they break apart and she says like come out in five minutes and runs out and then runs into Lindsay. I think that's the same way in Lifetime too. Yeah. Um, in terms of kissing that does get cut. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so their very first kiss when he comes over to her house, they are like full on making out and like there's a few like ins and outs of like, no, we can't do this. Going back in moments well he takes off his jacket like immediately yeah yeah and then and then she like is like no we can't do this but in the lifetime version it's the beginning of the first kiss is fused with the end of the last kiss so that it looks like just one thing oh yeah interesting okay i also am positive that it's the next time they see each other, and I, it's when she does stay for dinner or something, mm-hmm. and they don't even, like, kiss in that one, but they had to have had sex because the next day, like, Lindsay's talking, and Lindsay says, so, wait, something happened, and she's like, well, we kissed. Then there's, like, a couple more exchanges, and then, like, the shot kind of flips, like, it's a different angle, and Lindsay says, how was it? And she says... It was last night, and it was off the charts. And the thing is, their first kiss wasn't last <laughs> night. It was the night before. So the only thing that she could be talking about last night that happened last night and it being off the charts, it has to be sex. So, like, we don't even get, like, a kiss there because, okay, so explain. Explain this. Okay, scene. so you, you caught the full-on sex scene that they cut out of this movie. Yay! <laughs> Like, he's making her dinner, and she's impressed, and then they, they like, have a heart-to-heart about, you know, her actually not loving Christmas because her parents are divorced or whatever, and then, you know, he he says, like, maybe this year will be different, and she says, yeah, maybe it will, and then they basically, like, look at each other and then can't control anything anymore and are, like, full-on dive into it, and... Nice. And get naked in the kitchen and then walk to the bedroom. Nice. <laughs> Yowza. So, yeah. But what's really funny to me, not only did they cut that scene, which I, like, which my notes say, holy shit, they cut the dinner sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> but 
in the original version, Lindsay doesn't say, you kissed him. She says, you slept with him. They redubbed it. Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Okay, so the next illusion that they have that they have definitely had sex is um, uh, later on when they're talking about whether they can balance the whole producer subject and it being in a relationship thing. She says, I'm an excellent multitasker. And he goes, you are. (laughs) And the way he says it is just like that, just like the, yeah, yeah, I know how you do it. And then she even straddles him. In that scene. Um, and that has never happened I and on, like, a Lifetime. Like, even though Lifetime is, like, cool with, like, having sexually healthy relationships mostly, I don't think I've ever seen someone straddle unless it's my neighbor killed my husband in <laughs> this <laughs> Lifetime movie. True. Yeah. I'm not sure that I have either. Are there any other sex scenes that are cut? Yes. Okay. You do that first. Uh, okay. So very quickly... Um, there is, after they go Christmas tree shopping and decorate her Christmas tree together, um, he stays the weekend. Um, and like, it's not really like sex scenes, sex scenes, but it's more of like, they wake up in the morning together and like, talk about, there's like a little scene that is actually really cute. And I was a little sad as gone about how like, she freaks out that he stayed over, um, because his dog is at home alone. And she's worried about the dog. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah, and he's like, it's okay. Like, my friend's taking care of him. Like, it's he's not alone. He's fine. Um, at the end of the movie, when they um, get back together, uh, they, like, she jumps up into his arms, wraps her legs around him. Like, it's clear they are about to disrobe. Disrobe? Mm. Disrobe. Mm-hmm. Disrobe? Yeah. Okay. Disrobe. Not yeah. that robe, but disrobe. Yes, they're, they're, it's clear that that clothing is about to go flying, as <laughs> you, you the pan out from like picture windows, um, which they cut it before they did that. Um, but my personal favorite version of what I have decided should be called chastifying this movie, yeah, is actually not a sex scene. It's just dialogue, and it's way at the beginning. I bet you didn't even notice. It's, it's just so crazy. All right, so at the beginning, when Sophia goes into work, she finds out that uh, the Sexy Santa Society can't be part of the extreme holidays. Yeah. Um, and they need to find something new, which is why she ends up having to go talk to Will in the first place. In the Lifetime version... She just says, like, oh, I didn't really like them anyway. In the Passion Flix version, the reason the Sexy Santa Society can't be used anymore is because they're actually a front for an escort service. (laughs) (laughs) And she has a line about, like, oh, I thought they were only servicing shopping malls. And then they service the shopping moms later. <laughs> oh, wow. That is really great. 
I was just so, I was like, oh my God, they can't believe they get that part. It's so like. Wow. That, that is really great. Okay. So what happens when we have a whole bunch of footage that gets cut out of a movie, but we still need to make it 90 minutes long? You need filler. So, Hannah, you maybe you can tell me how to what extent they did this in the chase defying version. There are so many scenes of him passing out presents on the sleigh to the neighborhood kids, like maybe four times um, throughout, and like they're really slow um, montages of the memories she's having of 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 when they're filming like when he's up on the ladder and he falls off like fixing the gingerbread house with Hank the homeless guy that he employs this that and the other they I can tell that they like throw them in and they're a lot longer probably to make up for this time that they lost when they cut it but I'm actually not sure I think they're all there because it all the time. It's like, oh my god, again? Like, I saw well, that. But there's this, one, there's this one scene, though, and maybe it is in there, and I'm excited to go watch this. On, well, I'm not excited, but now I feel like <laughs> I have to, um, to see this on Passion Flicks. So there's a scene, like, after, which I presume is when they actually have sex, when, she's, when she says, like, you know, maybe this will be the magical time, where she's, you see her kind of like she was in the beginning of the movie, because she's wearing this pink sports bra and making a smoothie. Oh, no, that is 100% that part of the movie. Okay, that but... That is definitely there. But she's making a smoothie, but then when they close, it, they close up on her, she's wearing a completely different top. Because, I didn't so, notice. So, so I didn't the, notice. The, 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 you know, I guess like the wider shots and then some close-ups of the blender, you can see she's wearing a, a, a sports bra. But then when it's her close-up with like, you know, with the shoulders and everything in it, she's wearing still pink, but it's like a fuzzy sweater. And she's like staring off into, into the distance mm. and pensive a little bit. And so they're pieced together in this really, really awkward way. And there was another similar moment where she's like staring into the mirror, like, trying to have, like, a sad moment. But it, they last just a little bit too long for me to feel like that's how it was actually cut, which makes me think they're making up for lost time. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. I do know there is that scene where she is making a smoothie after they have sex in her okay. own house. Like, that, that feels very jarring in the original cut, too, because you're like, did she not stay over? Like, yeah. Yeah, so that I don't, I don't have an answer. I don't, I didn't watch this enough times to uh, have that in my brain. <laughs> was twice not enough, Hannah? I, I, I literally texted <laughs> Hannah after I was done watching this going, how did you watch this twice? <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to bring Mm-mm, up? No, I um, think that's everything pertinent. Okay, I just want to say that on Passion Flicks, like they have their rating system, which is like, aw, to like, Oh, this is super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is rated mildly titillating. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was funny. And that's the, the word... version with the sex scenes. <laughs> I thought it was mildly titillating without. You know. <laughs> so right. um, we should get into Hallmark Hallmarks. Sure. All right. So my first Hallmark Hallmark is... Uh, 
she says, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. What a bitch. <laughs> um, one hates, one loves Christmas. Yes. We have money is not really an issue uh, because he is a set builder, but he does a ton of charity work and also has this house. Like, there's got to be lots of costs involved with, like, putting all these Christmas decorations up all the time and, like, giving out presents all the time. It's just not a yeah. thing they talk about. Also, like, the idea that she can just quit her job and everything will be fine. Yeah, I'd lo- I want to live there so bad. <laughs> um, we have the first, like, hall spark moment after they drop something and he helps her pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, the ooh-la-la first moment. Uh, he used to be engaged. That was my next one, too. He was engaged once. <laughs> uh, she has a signature necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an interrupted kiss. Yeah. Uh, they go Christmas tree shopping. And they decorate a tree together. They do. Uh, my last one is the Bah Humbug character comes around at mm. the end. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't have any more. Nope, that's it for me. Pretty Parade. Did, did you have any? Um, only that Christopher Russell is sex on legs in this movie. Yeah, oh, like, he looks great. I, I mean, he's a good-looking dude anyway, but him in this movie, I don't know if it's just because they're, that he's allowed to, like, have his sexuality reign free in this in a movie like this, but mm-hmm. damn. Like, it was the yeah. hair, it was the scruff, it was the smolder stare, even though it was kind of yeah. creepy, but it was still hot. Did you um, have any Across the Universes? I did yeah i'm very excited about it um so christopher russell's character has this dog whose name is romeo yeah romeo is played by gidget and we have <gasps> talked about gidget before so gidget is actually a girl just in case anybody wanted to know uh and she is the dog in Unleashing Mr. Darcy, not the main one in Unleashing Mr. Darcy, but she's she's Rose in Unleashing Mr. Darcy, and she's um, in Eat, Play, Love with Jen oh. Lilly, and like the the mean the mean one that nobody likes except for them. Um, in a Picture Perfect Christmas, she's the grandma's dog. In um, uh, Walking the Dog, I think is the movie with Sam Page. She plays Gidget, the rescue. Like she's just she she's making the rounds on the on the paid for TV rom com circuit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any across the universes except for the fact. Oh, and I guess this is more of a new and noteworthy. So I'm gonna like slide into okay. this one. Is the flowers that he gets her are irises, and those are my personal favorite. So when he brings her irises, I was like, that is not usually the flower of choice. And thank you. Especially for a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I had another thought also for New and Noteworthy. It was surprising to me that his name was Will. I would have thought they would have named him Nick or Chris. Like the, the fact that he didn't have a Christmas name stuck out to me. Interesting. That's a good so point. In in the similar way of like irises, you would think that he would bring like either roses, which are just 
year-round traditional or like why am i forgetting the name of the red flowers poinsettias thank you yeah so you like you would think he would bring something like that it's like christmasy related cool awesome um i feel like this is uh your segment next katie it is it is and thank you hannah you're welcome So Hannah and I have uh, little segments that we insert when they come around, and my segment is called Really Unreal, (laughs) Um, uh, because uh, a lot of Hallmark's TV actors are on this TV show called Unreal, which is kind of like this movie anyway, because it's about a reality TV show and like a producer and this, that, and the other. So um, we've already talked about in a previous podcast for Midnight Masquerade how Christopher Russell is in really unreal and plays like a maybe gay cowboy but chelsea hobbs also plays a camera operator like the girlfriend of one of the main characters for a while and this boom operator kayla played a doctor in two episodes in the last season there you go this is a really 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 unreal episode (laughs) anyway right Though I love that Chelsea Hobbs and Christopher Russell never overlap episodes in Unreal. I just thought that was fun. Okay. We should define which kisses we're doing. Yeah. So in the Lifetime version, which is technically the one we're talking about, uh, I believe there are three-ish. Four. Like real ones? Four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's the, the first, like... I came to your door kiss. Yes. Then then there is the in front of the gingerbread house kiss. The garage, yeah. The garage kiss. Yeah. While they're Christmas tree shopping. Yeah, that's what I wrote. That, that's my third kiss too. And then there's the last kiss. Yes. Okay. So I can tell you, starting with kiss number one, their, their first kiss. Um, in the original... I would have given it a seven. Hmm. But since we're not doing the original, I'm giving it a five. Because ah. it is cut weird and I didn't like it. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> I gave it a six because to me it was still sexy ish. But it looked the way that they were doing it. They were sitting down, and you know how I feel about sitting down. Um, uh, but uh, it looked awkward, and like I said, he takes off his jacket as if he's like getting ready to like go mm-hmm. somewhere with it. And they, to me, they just weren't like eating enough of each other passionately um, <laughs> to warrant him taking off that jacket, especially because like his line before that is about he's how he's not a player. Yeah. So yeah. it was just awkward for me. Yeah. Completely. Um, the second kiss in the in the garage, I gave a 5.5 because the kiss itself is fine, yeah. but I find it so awkward in terms of timing because the last time they saw each other, she said, no, we can't do this. And then she is definitely the instigator. And it's sort of the, uh, and also the way they get there is like almost as if they are like magnets and they have no power to yeah. like not kiss. Yeah. It's very weirdly slow. I, I, I gave it a seven because to me, you're right, the kiss itself was slightly better, like, you know, contact mm-hmm. wise or whatever. But I'm, I'm 
at this point in the movie, I'm still not feeling them as a couple because I don't understand why he likes her. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know why he likes her at the end of the movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of uh, the tree shopping kiss, I also gave it a 5.5 because um, I thought, again, it was kind of like, eh. The banter was kind of cute of like, you know, they're standing together and he's like, this this is the kind of tree you have to pick. You have to pick one, like, what shape do you like? And she, like, looks at him and she's like, this shape. And he's like, what height do you like? And she's like, this height. You know, and like, clearly talking about him and, and being flirty. And it was sort of gross in a cute way. Or cute, yeah. cute in a gross way. I'm not exactly sure which one. But, I, like, again, I thought the kiss was sort of, like... Like, if you told me that Christopher Russell and Chelsea Hobbs, like, really didn't like each other, I wouldn't be that shocked. Mm, yeah, I, I, I absolutely am on board with that. Um, I, I feel like I was nicer, but I feel like I did have a different experience with this movie. Um, so I'm reading it a little higher because <laughs> this is all I got. Um, I didn't get the sex scenes, thank you. Um, so I rated this an 8. Because, and I quote, it's a real relationship num-num kiss. (laughs) I will give you that. Yes, it is. Yeah. They just seemed really solid in each other at that moment, and it seemed really nice and, like, well-practiced. So, that was Mm -hmm. it. The last kiss, I didn't rate, I realized. Um, But I would probably, I do know that they cut it well before, like, it really gets going. Mm. so probably like a six like if if you were to do the real version it might get up to like seven or eight but cool i said a seven yeah i said it started out good but then it got really lippy and i don't like lippy kisses (laughs) things i never thought i'd say for the world to hear like (laughs) Um, so Hannah. Yes, Katie? Would you, would you watch this movie? <laughs> I feel like you're mumbling this. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm mumbling this because I'm just pretending to be like the actors in this movie who mumbled the entire fucking script. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm already answering mine. Um, so I will say that I think the movie needs the cut scenes to make it really, truly watchable. Um, so the Passion Flicks version is better. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It, I'm not putting this on Christopher Russell's shoulders as much as I am on Chelsea Hobbs. I think she's terrible in this movie. Thank you. <laughs> like, like it's it, it. Like she's a block of wood who is acting. <laughs> completely a hundred percent thank you hannah and i've been afraid to mention it because i never want to feel like i'm shaming another artist especially one who has worked as much as she has worked i mean maybe artist is a stretch but she's a working actor right and i am not so how can i like whatever compare but hannah your wooden block is (laughs) The perfect description for her performance. There's nothing happening. No, nothing. I was more entranced by her teeth the entire movie <laughs> than I was with anything that was going on emotionally at all. Right. Yeah, I just, nothing about her is believable to me. 
Also, like, yes. there is this backstory that I don't feel like you really get. You get, like, little snippets of, like, she clearly had her heart broken by some guy. And, like, something bad happened. cheated on her. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you don't really get that story. And there's a huge part of me that was like, that story seems a lot more interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I feel like I've really answered, but my official answer is no. (laughs) The the production quality is poor. It looks, feels, and just everything about it screams cheap. Yeah. Like, like it's one of those things where I definitely would not seek it out. I would say if you have a subscription to Passion Flicks, it's not like the worst thing that you could be watching, I suppose. It's probably their worst movie. It's close to it. I mean, the Musk family needs more money. <laughs> so you subscribe to Passion Flicks so Tosca Musk can have more money. That's just what it boils down to. All right. And in case it's unclear... Katie is kidding. Poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> so thank you everybody thank you. for going on this journey with us. Um, it was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know how many of these we're going to get again, but I just, we, we had to do this because of the unique circumstances. Absolutely. Um, uh, so make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. One Kiss means forever. One and four are the numerals. And we are live tweeting as many of the premieres as possible. Um, If there's anything you think we should know about, tweet at us or send us an email. Oh, yeah. And the email address is onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like you see on our logo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all that fun jazz. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks for, for going on this ride with us. Thank you so much. Uh, forever Christmas slash Mr. 365. And we'll be back with you next week. Thank you. Thank you for voting.